When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Secret Squad. We're halfway through the week, which means a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. We have a fun episode today. I'm dialed in with the fabulous Christopher Griffin, also known as Plant Queen. Christopher has grown a social following by posting tips and how-tos for growing lush, happy houseplants and spreads a ton of sunshine along the way. Christopher's new book, You Grow Girl, Plant Queen's Lush Guide to Growing Your Garden is full of the most beautiful photography and step-by-step guides for growing gorgeous plants. This is the secret to being a plant queen. Christopher, how are you? I am doing well. How are you doing, Robin? I am doing just great and even better (laughs) now that we're together. I'm sad it's virtual. I know, I know. Well, one day, hopefully we get to, you know, hug and be in person. I agree. I agree. And (laughs) and plant queen. I just think that's so fun. Now, (laughs) when did you or did you give yourself this fabulous name? You know, um, I created the account uh, December 26th of 2016. I remember that day very clearly. Um, and, uh, my favorite song is by ABBA, Dancing Queen. <gasps> and so I was like, well, you know, I'm into plants, so why not plant queen? And then I like to play with language. So I was like, let's put a KW in front of it, you know, yeah, to spice yeah. things up. <laughs> I was going to tell the listeners that when I said plant queen, I want them to know it's K-W-E-E-N. And I, E-E-N. I, I, Hello. I love it. <laughs> A little play with language, you know? Yeah. And you aren't very fond of the idea of a green thumb, are you? I am not. Um, I don't really believe in the green thumb. Um, and quick little history lesson, you know, the green thumb was a term that was originated in a time of king and queen. There was a king that liked this particular fruit. And in order to pick it, you had to, uh, you, you would pick the fruit. And so you had a subject pick the fruit. And it would leave these green uh, green residue on your fingers. So to have green fingers or later green thumbs meant that you picked the most of this particular fruit and was favor- favored and rewarded by the king. It had nothing to do with caring for plants at all. And so um, after I learned that, I was like, well, green thumb ain't a thing. It's a green muscle. It's something you work on over time um, and something that you can get better at over time. So there's no intrinsic knowledge that you need to take care of plants. You just need to try it, dive into it, and be willing to learn the lush lessons that our green girls can teach us. Oh, I love that. So it is a teachable skill. I love to know that. And you're going to teach us all how to be plant queens today, right? Hello. Hello, indeedy. You know it. (laughs) You know what? I I think that's one reason why I'm so excited about this podcast today and why I've been so excited to meet you and get together. And Because if there's one word, one name, one phrase that I especially love, it's queen. It's just queen. Hello. I, I love to apply the 
the phrase or really the label, the name queen to everyone in my family, my granddaughter. I have two granddaughters now. And I don't know, I've, I've always told Avery is my first granddaughter. She's 12. She's actually going to be turning 12 in eight days. And oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Happy early birthday. Yes, thank you. From the time she was <laughs> old enough to realize what I was saying, I've always told her, oh, Avery, baby, straighten your crown. Straighten your crown. Hello. Whatever hello, she would do, hello. I'd say, oh, you're. I'm putting another jewel in that crown of yours. And <laughs> just last week, we went to Texas. We went to Dallas to watch her play in a volleyball tournament. And she would look over mm. from the court, and I would go, and I'm so, so the listeners know I'm straightening my crown. I'd, I would look at her and go, Hello. straighten your crown because she'd be playing so well. So I don't know. I just I love that you're you've given the, yourself the name plant queen. I just think it's just screams joy and love and your Hello. love of plants. Hello. And lushness and lushness, honey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so your love of botany came from your grandmother. Is that correct? That is true. Um, she grew up in Clayton, Georgia, which is a small little town in Georgia. Um, and my great grandmother, uh, they had a family farm. And so they had animals, they grew their own food um, and really just catered to the land for their own growth. So, so yeah, yeah. I love it. That's, that's wonderful. And so how many plants do you have in your home right now? Ooh, I think the last time I counted was 224 wow. plants. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes, all spaced out throughout my lovely little apartment. So, oh. yeah. Oh, that <laughs> is a full-time loving job, isn't it? Taking care of them. It, it can be, it can be, you know, but I actually, um, I spaced out my plant care uh, throughout, you know, the week. And so it's like a nice, um, opportunity to like get away from the screen, get away from technology and like interact with nature, which I think is something we all need these days. So, oh, so true. That's so true. I'm holding your book in my lap right now. You grow girl and it girl, you spell <laughs> G U R L. I love it with the exclamation point afterward. I love everything I love. about this book, everything about this book, you grow girl, <laughs> you and I can see it, but I want the listeners Hello. to know that when they Google and purchase this book, it's a book that not only will give them so much information, but it's a book they're going to want to leave out on the table because it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's so beautiful. I love it. I love you. I love everything about it. Did you pick what you would have on, what you would wear, how you would look? Yes. So I really wanted to make sure that, uh, so one of my goals for the book was to, um, involve the artistry and the magic of as many folks of color as possible. Um, and so the designer of the, uh, of the garment that I'm wearing is uh, it's a top piece corset situation in a skirt. Um, it's Christopher John Rogers, who is a, um, a black gay up and coming uh, artist, uh, a, a fashion designer. He's doing amazing work. Uh, he styles Michelle Obama, I believe. Uh, so, like, there's been like an amazing uh, growth in his own um, in his own world, and so it was like an honor to be able to wear his clothes for the cover. So, Christopher John Rogers, look him up, folks. He is fabulous um, and doing amazing things. Yes, yes. Well, you're brilliant in so many ways because I think the cover just 
is beautiful. And this is a book that's going to be out on my table <laughs> all the time. So congratulations on the cover of the book. No, thank you. Yes, I actually shot at one of my favorite uh, plant shops in Brooklyn. Um, and it's a plant shop that I go to frequently. I know the owners. Um, and so it was important for me to, you know, bring folks along on my journey, um, you know, that I've been on these last six years and, you know, have them, you know, peek into my life and have it in print. So, oh, yeah. that's beautiful. And what I really love about the book as well are the beautiful photographs inside the book. I love to oh, have a book you. with gorgeous photographs, beautifully done. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it was actually photographed by one of my good friends, uh, Phoebe, um, also known as Welcome to the Jungle Home on Instagram. She's also a plant parent. Um, and we actually met through our love of plants. And so uh, we've been good friends these last few years. And I knew that she was a photographer. And I was like, hey, like, you love plants. I love plants. We have a wonderful friendship. Like, let's shoot the book together. And so, yeah, we shot the book together. And oh. it was absolutely amazing. Well, it is amazing. A lot of very talented artists have come together and done this book. So congratulations on thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I love how you see caring for houseplants as a form of self-care. Can you talk about this? Yeah. So, um, you know, my uh, plant care routine um, has really been uh, grounded and rooted, pun intended, um, in uh, really looking um, at the different ways that I can care for myself. So I feel like plant care and how we care for plants and how we care for nature can be a mirror um, to the different ways that we can care for ourselves. Plant need water, we need to stay hydrated. Plants need sunlight, sunlight is good for our bodies. Plants need nutrients. We need nutrients for our bodies as well. And so, you know, taking the intentional time and actually the um, the, the title, uh, Plant Queen's Lush Guide to Growing Your Garden, uh, and I left it at, at garden to have uh, multiple meetings, right? So garden in terms of the garden you have in front of you, but like your internal garden as well. So, um yeah, I think there's a lot, there's a two-way street uh, situation, caring for your plants and your plants, allowing that space for you to reflect on the ways that you can care for yourself. That's beautiful. It's so true. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful way to put it. Okay, now let's start with some houseplant how-tos. When choosing the right oh, yeah. place for your plant, what are the three things that we need to address? Ooh, yes. So um, the first thing I would say is doing an environmental assessment of your space. So I think that's where people just kind of skip ahead. They go get a plant and then they try to put it somewhere in their you know, home, their apartment, their house, um, not having really done a full assessment of the environmental factors within your home, within your office, whatever space you're trying to green up. And so I encourage folks, one of the things that I did when I moved into this apartment, it was empty. I put on some music, I ordered some food, and I watched the sun dance across the wall. And it was one of the most peaceful, meditative experiences. And I took note on where the sun was hitting the walls and some good places that would be great for the plant that I would eventually bring into the space. So like, and in that, like you're caring for yourself, right? You're taking in your space, but then you're also being intentional about figuring out what theme you're gonna bring your queen into. 
And so um, figuring out sunlight, uh, you can also use the Compass app on your phone to figure out the direction of the windows, making sure that you are aware of the kind of sunlight that you're going to get into your space. But then also measuring temperature and humidity levels. And so there's a little device called like a hygrometer and it measures temperature and humidity level. And most of the plants that we bring into our spaces are tropical plants. So they need a certain level of humidity um, and uh, they need warm temperatures. So you wanna keep them away from cold drafts or spots that are too hot, right? Um, that could dry out the plant. So that would be number one, environmental assessment, figuring out what the scene is. Um, and then number two is researching the plant. And so there's been many situations where I've gone to a plant store, and this was towards the beginning of my plant parent journey. And I saw a plant, I was like, oh, girl, this plant is lush. I want to bring it to my space, brought the plant home, put it in a little spot, and then it went to a little botanical garden in the sky a couple of days later because I hadn't been intentional about caring <laughs> for the plant and placing it in the right spot. Um, and so I encourage folks to do research. You can hop on Google, like Google the plant, see its origins, its natural habitat, see what tips are out there. Um, but then also you can talk to the folks that work at the plant shops. I'm quite sure that if you're working at a plant shop, they're most likely a plant parent. So they can offer you some tips, right? Um, or if they want to just purchase my book, um, I have a little, you know, uh, some of my, uh, some of the sections I go through the different tips. Um, and tricks for particular plants and how to care for them. Um, and then step number two is patience, plant parent patience. It's like trusting in yourself that after you've done research on your space and the plant that you have made the best decision and you leave that plant where you have placed the plant and let that plant establish its rhythm, its routine and let it get used to its local environment. Um, because if you keep moving plants around, they can't get adjusted um, to the space. So you should really just leave that plant right where it is um, and let her get adjusted. Wow. That is so interesting because the plant needs to adjust to its space just like we do as humans, really. Yeah. Yeah. Moving is traumatic. Um, and it's traumatic for humans and it's traumatic for plants. Um, and it's, it's, it's called transplant shock. Um, and so plants experience that kind of shock from when they're uprooted from the nurseries to the plant store shelves to, you know, our home. And so they're moving from so many different environments, changes in sunlight, humidity, temperatures, um, all that stuff. And so if you're constantly moving that plant around, she's not going to have time to get adjusted and establish her own rhythm. Um, so, yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. And you mentioned in your book that south-facing windows are ideal. Is that right? That's such a great tip. Yeah, so I, I'm blessed to have five south-facing windows um, in Brooklyn. Um, that's unheard of um, in a lot of ways. So I'm really blessed to have that many south-facing windows. Um, and so I enjoy south-facing windows because it just gives me a lot of options in terms of the light. Right, I get a lot of direct light, which is amazing, um, but that doesn't mean that folks can't make north-facing, west-facing, and east-facing, or any of directions in between work, right? That means you just have to do your research, right? You may have to invest in grow lights, right? Um, artificial lights, right? Um, and so south-facing can be easier, right? But it doesn't mean that it's not possible with north-facing or any other direction uh, when it comes to windows. That is so interesting. You just mentioned artificial lights. Do you have to mm -hmm. keep that artificial light on it at all times? Or, you know, can you turn it off and 
kind of put it away if you're having a party or having friends over and you don't want that <laughs> artificial light. Does it hurt the plant if you don't have it on it all the time? So um, as much as our plants love uh, sunlight, they also need darkness. Um, and so you should try to mimic the rising and the setting of the sun. Um, and so uh, what happens with photosynthesis is that uh, when the sun is shining or the artificial grow light is shining on the plant, they are producing as much energy as possible, producing, 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 producing. And then when the sun sets, they are uh, replenishing themselves and eating that food, that, uh, that sugar that they produce for themselves. Um, so it's important to, uh, I encourage folks, because there is nothing more unnatural than the flick of like a light turning on and a light turning off, right? Uh -huh. That's not how the sun works, right? It's not right. like it's all of a sudden sun is out and then all of a sudden the sun is gone, right? Um, and so I encourage folks, if you can get like a dimmer and you can time it where the grow light comes on slowly to mimic the sunrise and then turns off as the sun sets, that is perfect because you're mimicking their natural habitat, right? So that's the goal of any plant parent to try to mimic their natural habitat. That is so interesting. I, I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> I would never have thought of that. Thank you. So we've come to a part of the podcast that I do with every podcast, and that's a drink of the day. And we, we create a drink that is part of our own podcast that we're doing with you. So we call this the Green Queen. <laughs> yes. This drink, I love it. What are, what are the ingredients? And can you see it? You can see it's kind it of green. Delicious. So it, it has three delicious. to four sprigs of basil and rosemary, three-fourths of a cup of diced green melon, one-half ounce Ooh. of simple syrup, one-half ounce Ooh. of fresh lime juice, and two ounces of gin. Oh, come on, gin. Oh, yeah, one-fourth <laughs> of a cup of ice. So you're going to add the herbs, simple syrup, lime juice, and gin into a shaker and lightly muddle the mixture. Strain the mixture into a blender and add your melon and ice. Blend fully and pour into a rocks glass, and it is so refreshing. Isn't that gorgeous? I love it. That looks amazing. So I'm going to have to get that recipe for y'all. <laughs> in honor of you. Cheers. Hello. Cheers. Oh, I love it. How does it taste? Oh, my God. That's so good. Yum. Oh, <laughs> that is the queen of all queen drinks. Yeah, I wish we were here together and we'd have it. I know. Oh, we'd be yeah. cheering all night long. <laughs> so I want all the listeners to know that they can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and you can get that recipe and you can see a picture of that beautiful drink. Yum. Yum. Okay. So when you buy a plant from the store, do you always repot it? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I actually did a workshop uh, a few hours ago uh, on this. Um, and so when it comes to repotting a plant, um, one thing I think is important for folks to know is to try to get a planter that's at least two inches larger than the nursery pot. The nursery pot is the, the plastic pot that it comes in. Um, and that is typically for transportation, right? It's not meant to be a long lasting uh, home for the plant. So uh, two inches larger. And because, uh, as I mentioned before, when you're moving plants about, they're experiencing transplant shock, right? So 
my uh, typical go-to uh, situation is to bring that plant home. I won't repot it immediately because I want her to get adjusted to the space first. So she's going to go through that transplant shop. And the moment that I see some new growth happening, she grows a new leaf. I'm like, okay, I think she's ready. And then you repot her, which is also another uh, form of shock, root shock. And so you put the plant through root shock. So I would never want to put transplant shock and root shock on the plant immediately all together. I kind of want to space that shock out, let her get adjusted to the space, be done with transplant shock. All right, girl, you are ready. You got a new leaf. I'm going to give you some new fresh soil. And so I take about maybe two to three weeks before I repot a plant. And because we live in a world where uh, plant pests is a real thing, um, I tend to isolate any of my new plants from my the rest of my plant just in case they have an infestation or they have any uh, pests on them so that I don't get my, the rest of my plant fam infested. So yeah, so I take about maybe two to three weeks before I repot a plant wow. when I bring it into my home. Interesting. And so when are we supposed to get pots with drainage holes? Oh, yeah. So um, I encourage folks, well, I, most of, I think about 200 and, uh, I think about out of the 224, 25 plants that I have, I probably have like three in pots without drainage. Um, so I have a lot of plants with, uh, and planters with drainage holes. Um, and the main reason is that, uh, so overwatering is the number one uh, killer of plants. And so um, having a drainage hole allows for any extra water to fall out of the bottom of the pot and reduces chances of overwatering and root rot. And that's root rot is basically when you're suffocating the roots of the plant. Um, and so, yeah, I encourage folks to get pasta drainage. It's just better for the health of your plants in the long run. Yes, you can make planters that doesn't have that do not have drainage work. Um, but if you're invested in the longevity of that plant, then I would invest in a planter with uh, drainage. So let me ask you this: If it has a drainage hole in it, do you yes. put a plate? A plate. It? Yeah. So all of my planters have plates under them, um, and so. Uh, if folks have like outdoor uh, gardens, sometimes you can take your outdoor, your indoor plants, place them on your porch and kind of just like water them and let the water fall out. Um, if you don't have outdoor space, um, it's good to get like a, a little tray, like it's just like a little tray and uh, you empty that tray okay. uh, once the water has uh, fallen through. Okay. Um, and when you when you have the water falling through, I call them tears of joy um, oh. because the green girl is so happy that you watered her. So oh. little tears of joy, let them fall, let them fall. Oh, that was my <laughs> next question. So when when the tray fills up, you do empty that. You don't let it sit in it yeah. so that it soaks it back yeah. up. Okay, okay, no. you empty. Okay. So how do you know yeah. if you're under and over or over watering? I know you have tips on this. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, Overwatering um, uh, looks like, uh, so when you think of overwatering, you think of underwatering, right? Yeah. Uh, the root of the issue, another little pun, um, <laughs> is that the, the roots are not functioning, right? So either you dried them out so much where they're not functioning because you underwatered them, 
or you've overwatered them to the uh, point where they've rotted and they're still and they're not functioning. So they're not able to get water up into the stem of the plant so that uh, she can do her job, right? And so uh, the roots not functioning is the base of the issue for both underwatering, overwatering. For overwatering, um, that looks like the soil may be moldy. You may have like mushroom growing out of the soil. Um, mold, uh, the leaves are yellow, browning, and when you touch them, they're droopy. Um, so that's a sign of uh, uh, overwatering. Those are some signs. Underwatering looks like when you touch that dry, uh, when you touch that yellow or brown part of the leaf, it snaps off. It's crispy, right? Um, or you may see the edges of the soil retreat from the planter, right? So there's like a gap in between the soil and the planter, um, or the soil is like hard as a brick, oh, right? Yeah. Like an overcooked um, cake. <laughs> hello. <laughs> overcooked brownies. Ooh, we don't want no overcooked cake. Yeah. We don't want that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, those are, are some of the signs. But I, what I encourage folks to do is really simple. Before you water any plant, uh, place your finger two inches into the soil, right? Or if you want to get a soil probe, which is like a little device you can stick in the soil, you spin it around, you take it out, and uh, it pulls soil up with it. And you can like fill the different parts of the soil uh, from the probe. Um, but you really want to test the soil near the root. If the soil is dry, give her a drink. Um, but if it's uh, moist, then you just, you won't, you don't want to give her uh, that drink. So really test the soil and not enough people do that. So are brown tips on a leaf a sign of underwatering? Um, it can be a sign of underwatering or overwatering. Okay, okay. So it's really <laughs> stick with that soil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are some good starter plants for someone who is still learning? Ooh, yes. Um, so uh, I would say the, mar uh, the pothos. Uh, the pothos plant, and that's one of the common plants, very viney. Um, that was my very first plant oh. uh, when uh, I brought uh, when I started this journey. Uh, she was about maybe six leaves. Now she's over nine feet long. Oh my gosh! Uh, and that's like an ivy. Like, that's an ivy, right? Yeah. So this nickname, the devil's ivy. Oh. Um, that's the nickname. Yeah. Um, so definitely the pothos. Uh, they are absolutely lovely. The snake plant would be my number two. Love the snake plant. I have about 25 different snake plants in my apartment. They're also wonderful air purifiers, according to NASA. Um, and then the last one I say would be the ZZ plant. Um, and that's a lovely plant that has a very interesting root system uh, where they have rhizomes, which look like little potatoes popping out of the soil. And they're actually water reserves for the plant. So you don't need to water the plant as often. So if you're like a queen on the go and you're like, girl, I don't have enough time to water my plants, get yourself a ZZ plant to take care of herself. Wow. <laughs> well, so do you have a favorite plant from your 200 plant babies? Ooh, Robin, how are you going to ask me that? Oh. Um, <laughs> do you want to whisper um, it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I would say, so I have, uh, and it's one of my newer queens, actually. Uh, so obviously, like my pothos, my very first yeah. dance, like near and dear to my heart. 
Um, but I think my favorite right now would have to be this Monstera Deliciosa uh, plant mm. that I have, mm. uh, nicknamed the Swiss cheese plant, um, because it has uh, holes in its leaves uh, through a process called venestration. Um, and so I have one that is about 30 years old, just as old as I am. Um, and so I have her in my bathroom and I mean, her leaves are like maybe this large. Wow. Um, yeah. So she's definitely my favorite right now. Wow. For the listeners, you held up your hands at least 12 inches apart. The leaves are bad. Oh my gosh. I bet it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I have, I have her uh, placed in my bathroom where she gets a nice dose of humidity every time I take a shower. So, uh, she is loving it. Oh, you make it all sound so easy and fun. I can tell (laughs) how much you adore this. I love it. (laughs) Love my green girls. Love my green girls. You say that taking the dust off of the leaves of your plant is important, correct? Yes, indeedy. Um, For a variety of reasons. So, you know, the leaves of our green girls, that's their meal ticket. That's how they're taking in the sun, right? Um, also encourage folks to clean their windows as well. Um, so clean those windows, y'all. Don't like dusty windows. Um, so uh, clean the leaves, very, very important. It's also a wonderful preventative measure for pests that may collect um, on the leaves as well. So you're wiping off the dust and you're wiping off um, any like small pests that could grow into an infestation. Um, so yeah, I really encourage, and it's so therapeutic, like being able to like wipe the leaves off. And if you're like, well, girl, like these, I have so many leaves on this plant. Um, I encourage folks to just pop them in the shower and like let water run over the leaves. And that's another wonderful way to like dust your plants off. As well. Oh, yes. Where can we find your incredible new book? Oh my God. Um, so uh, uh, I have a, a, a link to my website, but I believe it's, uh, going to be in Barnes and Nobles. Um, I believe Target is going to be selling the book Walmart. It's Ooh. on Amazon, Amazon Kindle. And if you go to the link um, on my uh, Instagram page in my bio, uh, I'm a big supporter of like local businesses. So you can uh, get the book delivered to your local bookshop um, oh. as well. Oh, that's so wonderful. Tell everyone what your Instagram handle is. Yeah, so it's at Plant Queen. That's Plant K W E E N. Um, and yeah, folks can follow me there and join me on this lush little journey. Oh, I love it. And if you go to <laughs> I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com, we'll have all of the information on our website as well. So we've come to a place in the podcast that I just love. Do you love playing games? I do. (laughs) We play a game on every podcast. And the name of this game is Not Easy Being Green. (laughs) So now we're going to be playing against each other. And I'm warning you that I'm very competitive. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready, Robin. (laughs) So bring it on. Okay. It's a quick lightning round game where we will each have one category. We'll have 60 seconds to name as many green items from the category that we can think of. The person with the most answers wins. Now, I just have to tell you, I just now learned about the game because when it's a competitive game like this, they don't tell me what the game is. I don't know the categories or anything. So 
Would you like to go first? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so your category is things in nature. This can include types of plants. 60 seconds. Okay. Name as many as you can. Starting now, go. Okay. Evergreen tree, different bakia, snake plant, pothos, iron cast plant, ponytail plant, um, snake plant, jade plant, cacti, succulent. Um, uh, oh my God. Uh, Monstera Deliciosa, Monstera Anandonzi, uh, Jay, uh, Jasmine, uh, uh, Basil, Rosemary, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my God, so, uh, Maple, Spruce, uh, Kale, uh, kale <laughs> Spinach, uh, Arugula, uh, Praying Mantis. Oh my God, he's good. He's good. <laughs> um, uh, 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 hydrangea. I don't know, roses. Hydrangea. I don't know, roses. Hydrangea. I'm looking at um, um, uh, oh my god, I'm trying to think of all the plants that I have. Marble Queen Pothos, uh, Dracenia. Right. Okay, time's up. Okay. That was so good. <laughs> okay, so I'm being told my category fruits, vegetables, and herbs. Okay, uh, green apples, green grapes. Uh, zucchini, green beans, uh, let's see, limes, uh, limes, limes. <laughs> limes, thank you, limes, and, um, uh, Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, thank you, broccoli, broccoli, avocado, mm. uh, uh, honeydew melon, mm. the outside of watermelon, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's see, what? Uh, lettuce, cilantro, cilantro. cucumber, cucumbers, and oh, lettuce, cilantro, cilantro, and uh, look at me, I'm stroking my hair like I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> basil, basil, thank you, basil, uh, you celery, kale, kale. celery, celery, kale, yeah, celery, uh, arugula, arugula, let's see, uh, uh, zucchini, did I say zucchini? Uh, mint, mm -hmm. mint. Ooh. Oh, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm good. I wouldn't have been able to do that one. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got 22. I got 17. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> and we have a prize we're going to send you. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited to see. That was really fun. When I'm, I'm going to play that game with some friends randomly. <laughs> when I started this podcast, I said I want to do two things with every podcast. I want to do a drink of the day because I love drinks and I want to play the game of the day. So hello, here, here's your, can you see me now? Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> this is your drink canister, but you can put it water in it for the plants if you want. But right here, it says, I've got a secret. I love it. Well, thank you, Robin. You're so welcome. Congratulations. <laughs> and sadly thank that brings you. us to the end of the episode. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you one final question. This podcast is all about sharing life-changing secrets. So do you have Ooh. one major secret you've learned from throughout your life that you'd like to share with the listeners? I would say, and I, I don't know if it's a secret, but I think there is power in telling your story. Um, I think uh, there is a lot of learning to do uh, in this world and Folks can learn through storytelling, 
but I think the secret is that there's also a lot of unlearning that we have to do uh, in this world as well. And so um, whether that's storytelling or, you know, getting to know uh, someone different from yourself, um, I think there's a lot of opportunities to learn and unlearn. So I'll, oh, I'll leave it at that. That is beautiful. I love that secret. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to share, a beautiful secret to share. That's what this Thank whole you. podcast is all about. So now please Hello. tell the listeners where to follow your fabulous page. If you have anything other than your Instagram that you just shared with us, do you have any other social media to share with them? Yeah. So I'm also on TikTok and that's the same handle um, at plant queen, uh, plant K-W-E-E-N. Um, and yeah, go check out my book. I'm on the Harper, uh, Harper Collins website. Um, I know I'll, there'll be information on your website as yes. well. Um, and feel free to take part in the lushness, darling. Feel free to take part in the lushness. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. It's been a dream being with you. And Secret Squad, as always, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for blogs, recipes, and behind-the-scenes photos. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.